What's up everyone? This is Pastor Sam. And this is Danny. And together we're exploring the letter of James. Alright, alright. Session three. We are in it, man. We are back at it. Yeah, I hope everybody's having a good uh, good weekend, good week. Uh, please, uh, you're learning and growing. Uh, that's the whole purpose of all, all of these. We're I have grown a lot and learned a lot in the last, you know. James, James is she punches you in the face, man. Challenges man, I you. have bruises, my the other day I went to the grocery store, they're like, Why you have a black eye, Pastor Sam? And I was like, Well, I was reading James. I punched a couple of times. Consider it pure joy. <laughs> my brothers and sisters. When you got a punch in the eye. No, it's great. Yeah, that that's James. I I'm not looking forward to some of the for, the sermons we have uh, coming up here, man. It's it's pretty it was hard putting it together because I know you can't just try not. try to preach about hearing and doing if you're not doing it yourself. <laughs> you did a great job on Sunday, by the way. People, uh, how is it? People are even telling you uh, I have a uh, act, hard act to follow. It's always hard to follow you. You speak good English. I speak broken English. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, we're a good but, team. We're a good team. Yeah, we, we God is good and He knows what we need and. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're yeah. good. So yeah, so we're in it. So we are we are in James now. As uh, you know, you know it by now. We're kind of going through verse by verse, whether that's podcast, whether that's sermon, a Bible study. Today, today's verses we're going to be covering will be in James chapter two, verses one through seven, uh, because we have verses eight through thirteen covered in a Bible study, and then. Uh, the rest of that 14 through 20, is it 26? We have the sermon on? Yeah. So yeah. the rest of the chapter. Yeah. So that's the breakdown of chapter two, how you can get where all the pieces and parts are. But, but hey, let's jump right in. We're looking at this section here. And, and James, this whole section is about how we behave towards others. This I would consider this like favoritism, right? Do you have any yeah. favorites in your house? Do you have a favorite kid? <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded, by I the way. I am my favorite person. <laughs> 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 that means I'm selfish. That's terrible. <laughs> All right, okay. There's no favorites in my house. Uh, I used to have a favorite kid. <laughs> oh, now you don't. Now you can't. That's right. You prop another one. But yeah, the the it is. Uh, James starts with my brothers show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the Lord of Glory, and um, I mean this world though it is based on this value system that is about taking a look of someone from the outside yeah and then creating a value to that person because that's exactly what he goes on to say right for if a man wearing a, a gold ring and fine clothing and he comes in the middle of the assembly and you put him in a special place but then a guy is coming with no no special clothing and you put them in the back of the road like that's a problem like yeah right but isn't that how in the world that we live today is all about what is the clothing you're wearing? What is the car you drive? You yeah. Know, where is your house? Give, you know, give preference it, to people. It, you know, and so we are preferring people based on the external values that we give it to them. And I think that's what more or less James is kind of trying to tackle here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I could say anything about this section right here, and if I could summarize what he's talking about, the, the way that we behave toward people will indicate what we truly believe about God. Right, oh, mm. you know, and and you know, because God shows no partiality, God True. shows no no favoritism, right? That's what James um, tells us, yeah. And so that's what I I think the underlying the overarching theme of the section would be like, how you behave toward people, 
indicates what you truly believe about God. Mm. Um, you know, I, you know, James talks about it in the first in the the first chapter. Not that we want to go back to that. Sure. He talked about not only is the mature Christian patient and testing, right? Mm-hmm. That whole chapter was about testing and trials and how you how you have joy in those things, and and um, and how you practice those truths. Uh, the theme of James two is about how 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 a mature person lives out his faith. Mm-hmm. So it, it, immature people talk about the beliefs, but a mature person demonstrates in how they live out their faith. Mm-hmm. And um, hearing God's word and, and and doing God's word is two different things. But this section right here it talks about show no favoritism. That's what James is talking about. God has no favorites. You should have none either. <clears throat> everyone is everyone is equal in the eyes of God. What is the difference between favoritism, playing favoritism towards someone, and liking someone over somebody else? Because we're not supposed to like everybody we come across. We're supposed to respect people. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to love them. This is two different conversations. To like someone and to, you know, you have a, a friend that you're really close to. I mean, uh, if you had to make some decisions that you show partiality, is that what he's talking about? Like, you know, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. are. You have, you know, you probably have some friends that you like that you prefer, um, and then you prefer them over me, and then you know that's, and then people can have a like, oh okay, oh, Dennis now have this friend and he's preferring him over me. Like, is that kind? Is that what he's talking about here, or is it something deeper than that? You think? Because we, the reality is in life is that there are people we like, there are people we don't like, there are people we get along with, there are people we don't get along with. And so when decisions must be made in our lives towards one or the other, we'll definitely go towards somebody else. You know, so, yeah, I mean, someone that you have a, some kind of affinity towards. Is that what he's talking about or something else? Yeah, I, I think I get what you're talking about. I think one of the things that I see out of this that we have to be careful because you're right. It's, it's, it's a, I think it's okay to have like people that you gravitate more towards mm-hmm. versus others. But the idea in this one, I think he's talking about when it becomes a sin, mm. right? And I think that's the difference. When it becomes a sin is when you show partiality with the people of God who are looking better than the other person. And, and the idea is behind a rich and a poor person, right? He sure, talks sure, about, sure. he goes through how they dress, how they come in the assembly, gold mm-hmm. rings, things like that. But um, God's not partial, Right, he's not partial. He loves everyone. He proves it in the way that he offered salvation through everyone, even to the poorest. Um, but we are guilty of sin if we give honor to someone who dishonors God, mm-hmm. and we refuse to honor someone who honors God. Mm. See, so so that's a little difference there. Like sometimes you kind of like, you know, you hear it as the churchy people, sure. like, you know, and you make fun of the churchy people, but the cool people come in and. You know, like, so that you have more, you show a little bit more affinity to them and you're kind of neglecting the people who are truly followers, who are truly faithful, living mm-hmm. out their faith. I think that's what he's kind of, he's making the distinction here. It's like, hey, this is sin. If, you, if, if you're guilty of sin, if you give honor to someone who doesn't honor God. No, that honor is pre, it's a prerequisite for that honor, right? They okay, have to be. I, I hear <laughs> What about, a, I'm, a, I'm a businessman, I have two employees. Yeah. <laughs> One there are two of them, two employees, and I like one. I show partiality one because man, he does the job just right. Does he's <clears> doing a great job, and I like how he does it. He is always 
respect for the other ones a little bit more rough. He does a job too, but he's not my can I show favoritism? You minister to both in different ways, right? You have to minister you have to minister to people differently. You mm-hmm. have, you can't when when it comes I mean from the job standpoint, it's not sure, a something. I'm, it's no, not I'm a, playing scenarios. Yeah, so yeah. Like it's, make it's, it practical yeah, for a second. Yeah, because you know it's easy to say on the church side, well, it's a salvation issue, right? It's and it's not. Oh yeah, no. But, this is be, this is a conversation between. This is for bro- believers. Yeah, this is between a yeah. within. So when it says my brothers, yeah, show no part. This is he's not talking to relationship between believers and unbelievers. No, he's and that's one of the things that I have been trying. I don't know if I made it clear throughout this whole conversation till now. I want to make it clear now. This is a book for followers of Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus, James doesn't play a role in your life, or shouldn't play a role in the Bible, in your life. Actually, I should have said it this way: the Bible should not matter for those who does not follow Jesus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whoa, Pastor Sam, the Bible is for everybody. You're right. The Bible is for every single human being who has ever existed in the face of the earth. Yeah. The Bible is for us, for humanity. But only those who uh, believe in Jesus, who subject themselves to the to Jesus, who should be paying attention on what James and the whole Bible is about, so that we would live within the parameters that God has for us. Atheists will never consider the Bible something that, that is authority over their lives. So therefore, don't play partiality like, mm-mm, I do whatever I do, I want to do with my life. Christians submit themselves to the will of God. And I think it's a big. That's what differentiates us from the people in the world out there. Is that we are willingly uh, submitting ourselves to the will of God, which is a very important thing. Uh, I'm gonna actually preach about that a uh, few weeks in, uh, ahead here. How important mm-hmm. that is uh, out of the book of James. But he's writing this chapter two for brothers and sisters, so that they will not be picking people among themselves out of some external distinctions. You know, this personal favoritism here would just be a distinction on the basis of externals. Like, they're looking from the outside and then judging people. That's what the word means. The the, the, the Greek word here for partiality is, man, it's a big word. It's prosopolepsia. Prosopolepsia, right? Which, yeah. is the, which is a respecting of person's partiality of favoritism in basis of judgment. So judging someone for what you see on the outside. And so then he goes on and tie this idea of do not hold your faith. So which might translate like this. Listen, don't mix your faith in Jesus with this act of showing partiality towards people. Jesus and partiality does not play. It doesn't mix. It doesn't go together. So he's kind of putting this idea of like, hey, these two don't go together. So don't, don't, don't do that. But here's the thing for me is that this partiality based on 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 outside external things like you're measuring people by some kind of a stick, isn't that what they yeah. say? There's some kind of a measuring stick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and what is that measuring stick? What are you measuring? Somebody? What's the benchmark? The what benchmark. What is the benchmark? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know, there's something. You know, and so. Sometimes we are judging people or or, or, or or out of, you know, measuring them against ourselves. Like, we become, that's what I'm, I'm trying to we be should never here. We should never be the standard by which we judge others. But that's others. how we judge it, other people. It, it is. Like, we become the competitors. There's no, there's no fun in running a race if you don't have somebody to compete with. Right. So you become that competitor or that person. So now you're just... Uh, 
You just being the one, the measure, the performance measure, the stick, the the benchmark that you. Uh, I will determine the significance of this individual, <laughs> and and I will determine the value base. I will determine that by what I think I am worth, right? And then you 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 compete with the other person. It becomes yeah. a comparison game. Does yeah, that make sense? I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does because and that's where we, that's where we are flawed in our humanity, right? To to, to think that way because. When you think about it, like you're right, this this whole section it's all about this is about Christians, and that's why I mentioned also in the sermons that James is talking to Christians here. He's not talking to non-Christians, like, and um, but as Christians, we we have we have this two-world perspective, right? Where as Christians, we live in two different realms at the same time. We we live on Earth, and we where we work and maintain our lives. Going back to your example, if a boss has two two individuals, and how does he treat them and stuff like that? Um, but when it comes to a follower, one that is following Christ, we're to live with our feet on earth and our eyes on heaven, mm, right? Mm, mm. And what I mean by that is like, yes, we are living in this world, and we talked extensively in the Ephesians study about what is what is happening, right? God's creating a new creation, right? Sure. Yeah. And um, so, like, when we live on this earth, but with our eyes on heaven, Jesus is our standard. God is our standard for how we do. You're asking, what's the standard? But in our human, in our human dealings, sure. we always replace him and we put ourselves. Well, we make it every day <clears throat> a, a, a very selfish uh, drive into how we live our lives by comparing other people to our to ourselves. Like so when we determine that value, we compare to ourselves. That makes every day a, ultimately a very selfish drive, a selfish day in which you're competing. You know, what you're looking for people to outperform you, or you are performing uh, in a, in a such a way that that dictated the the source of the value that you yourself have for you. I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm, I don't know if I can put in words here what I'm trying. To, I'm thinking here. It's like it is so it's such a selfish uh thing that we do when we're comparing with other people and, comp- and competing with them in the basis of who we think we are and the value that we have for ourselves that it becomes like it becomes a, a value that leads to destruction not only of you as a person and of the other person because you're trying to outdo yourself every single day and then people have to outdo you it becomes a very destructive battle yeah i mean we it's hard for us to separate our human relationship from divine fellowship, mm, right? Mm. And in our human relationships with each other, um, when we look at divine fellowship, we are all equal, right? We are all equal in for the eyes sure. of God. But, yes. You know, <clears throat> and um, James is trying to kind of highlight this here. He's kind of giving us this test in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a test. He says, hey, presume two people come to your church i'm just yeah. breaking it down here that right a rich person a young person all right go how are you going to react how are you going to treat them and he's trying to bring this idea that you know the way that we behave towards those individuals that come into it indicates says more about what we believe than what they believe for sure because if we show partiality if we show favoritism to one versus the other that's sin, and I think that's what he's trying to get to here, and that's where the divine fellowship part comes in, is that we we cannot dis we cannot disassociate our human relationship from from divine fellowship, if I can if I can use that, and I think you know that that's where it kind of gets tricky because believers are to accept others without prejudice, without any type of 
presumption about who they are, what what kind of sin they have in their life. Where do we open and welcome? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> are you sure? You know, because you know. Okay, I'm here, just he, reading he, the text. He, he, here he's saying, you know, he's making a mater- material things, mm-hmm. gold and clothing and so on and so forth. So like, don't show favoritism to the people who seems to be richer than the poor. Don't put the poor in the back and bring the rich up front. Mm-hmm. But there's a different way that we can look in here. It's not what he's, the example he has given, but it's definitely what we do at the church. We usually show favoritism to what we determine, those who are called the holy ones. Mm-hmm. And then the sinners, where do they put them? Well, we don't let them in because yeah. they're sinners. <laughs> You know, you got to fix your life. You, you got to get right. You're <laughs> right. You know, we show favoritism for those who seem to have it all together on the outside. Because in reality, we have said this many times at the Lordship Church. Nobody get it right. Nobody's perfect. we all messing up at some point in our lives. What we need is mercy from Jesus. That's what we do. We need God's mercy because we are sinful. Uh, we need to go be like that, 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 that tax collector who, pray, who prayed, you know what, God, have mercy on me because I am a sinner, right? Mm-hmm. It can't be like the Pharisees, like, whoa, look at, look at that guy, look at that guy. I'm glad I'm not like that. No, we have to humble ourselves and understand we don't have it all together. But in the church, there is this partiality that is played for those who appear to have it all together. Who those who are pure to have the who who those who are pure who has a who has a, he, a a great prayer life or who knows the Bible in and out or who can quote scripture and and those are all great things I, I'm not knocking it down whatsoever as having golden rings must be really cool <laughs> you know how good it is to to have a Cadillac like you have <laughs> and be able to drive around and you know be looking good on it right that'd be great. But that's not so. It's the same thing like in the faith. Like it's go, it must be good to to be a great in prayer, to be able to hear from God. But that shouldn't call you to be favored. That 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 shouldn't call you to take a special place in the church or no, whatsoever. Not, not at all. Uh, you need to understand that all that we have that is good. James said is a gift from God. So if that you have some good in your spiritual life. You need to recognize that comes from God. You shouldn't be proud about it in a sense mm-hmm. that you should be, you know, flexing on people. You should be humble and understand that God has allowed you to get to that position in holiness or in sanctification. And you should use that in order to love other people because that's what these verses are about. You ought to love your neighbor as yourself. That's what he says. The royal, on, the royal law. On, yeah, on verse 8. So, uh, y- your blessing your prosperity uh, that God has brought into your life should not be what you use to step on the head of those who are not quite there yet it shouldn't be the measure that you use to uh, humiliate other people it shouldn't be the stick that you use to beat people down the blessings that you God gives you the gift that God gives you uh, the riches that God give you should be used by you in order to prop other people up not to bring them down it is a gift of God for us to be a blessing to other people and I think sometimes that's what we miss in the church when we uh, know that God hears our prayers we should use those the, the ability that God has given us to pray for other people so God will hear the prayers of other people, not hear your prayer. When, you know, you get some blessings from God, it shouldn't be so that you flex on people, so that you would share those blessings with other people. In Genesis chapter 12, God comes to Abraham and says, Listen, I'm blessing you, and you will be a blessing to other people. Yeah, blessed to be a blessing. Christians are the same. If you are prosperous financially, 
you should be generous. If you're prosper in health, you should be generous. If you're prosper in words of encouragement, you should be generous. If it does, if you have gifts that God has given you, you should be generous by using those gifts back, not only in the community but to help other people. Generosity is not a financial thing. Generosity as a lifestyle, and I think that's what James is trying to portray here is to say, like, listen, instead of showing partiality to the rich, mm. you shouldn't do that whatsoever. But here's another thing: the rich should use that what they have in order to bless others. So therefore, there's no there's no need to be playing partiality because yeah. the rich themselves will be coming in and not expecting some kind of special well, treatment. That's what I'm saying. It They'll goes, be like, no, don't treat me any better. Let's treat everybody the same. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It goes both ways because the side of it, we're talking about how we view the people that coming in, whether they're rich or poor, mm-hmm. but also it's the expectation that you're to have, you should have none. Yes. You're to have no expectation just because of your stature or your status or your affluence or your influence. How long you've been a Christian, how what you it, have, what you don't have. You should have none. Like, Sometimes, you know, people uh, who has a lot, of, a lot of power come to a place expecting to be, yeah. but for other people to bow down. Or, 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 or also people who have a lot of Christian knowledge, they expect to come to a place and... And yeah, and for people to bow down before them, like oh, you have a lot of wisdom. Let's hear, like no, you know, it's not not so much like that. Is the expectation cues there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's and that's where that's where the sinful motives come from, right? Like if you're operating in that way, whether you're showing favoritism or showing partiality or expecting it, whether mm-hmm. you're coming in and expecting it, um, then you've neglected the 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 basic concept of what it is that Jesus stands for. He he has no preference for outward standards or what you can offer him. There's nothing that we can bring to Jesus that he needs. The guy needs nothing from us. That's true. Right? Um, we need everything and, from And him. to think that we have something to offer is is, um, is is seeing ourselves as being more worthy than we should. I think our worth comes from who Christ is, not from what we can bring to Christ. Oh, um, and a lot of times in that example you're talking about, we see that happen, unfortunately. But there are those who come in and they recognize all that they have, the wealth that they have, and who it's come from. And when they come into the church, they have that mentality of, of wanting to help. Now, society by itself will automatically put that on them because, like I said before, at the top of this, we live in a in a two in a two perspective world, For sure. right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna have the worldly views kind of coming in and trying to crowd into the the, I'll use Christian or, or views in a sense. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, there's that balance that's playing out. James is basically trying to work that out for us here and say, listen, when this enters into your congregation or into your wherever your whatever situation you're in, mm-hmm. remember, stay impartial. That's right. Don't pick sides. Stay right. neutral. Mm-hmm. Right? Honor them mm-hmm. as God would honor them and don't show favoritism or one over the other. It's very easy for us to be like, oh, well, you have all the nice and shiny things, and let's play for it. Yeah, I might benefit from it. Yeah, if I choose you among the many, I might yeah. benefit from your blessings. Over, you know, you might, you might, you might throw me a penny or two. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm just making things up, but you know. Yeah, uh, and I think so, the reason why we we play favoritism too, though, is because we're wanting something from people. Yeah. And and that's that's why I, that's why I really like the verse when you re, when you read the verse, he says, "As you do what to the faith in Lord Jesus, mm. as you hold, hold. on." Mm-hmm. 
if you're not holding on to your faith, if you're not growing your faith, which we've been talking about and beating about on this series, right? Mm -hmm. It's how you respond to God's word will determine how you grow in your faith. That's right. If you're growing in your faith, if you're faith, and just hold on to your faith, the more and more you become like Jesus, the less and less partiality, showing partiality becomes an issue. Yeah, if you're holding on to your faith, you're trusting Jesus for your future. If you're showing partiality, it's because you're trying you to buy some... something else. Mm -hmm. You're trusting in God can't do it. The person who's coming into the church that has the big bank book, they can be the one to help us That's with exactly. the next thing. Oh man, I need I I I because it's it's about material things here. So I'm making my own money in a sense. You know, someone who need abuse paid know that somebody else in the church has a little. A bigger banking account so you show some you, you cozy a little bit to that person <laughs> so whenever you need guess what that person might send you a check your will wow yeah then you're not trusting god you're not trusting god uh that god will provide for you while you're trusting this somebody with someone who would 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 take care of you what you miss is the fact that the generosity of that person can only be dispersed towards your life if god's working in the life of that person itself right so mm -hmm. Uh, we need to look to Jesus for our needs, and I think that's what James is trying to do here. And, and so, uh, on that line, though, there is uh, on verse eight, there is this royal law, and and I, I, I don't know if you want to get there yet or no. I, I know in verse seven we talked, uh, we we didn't talk about this very much before, but on verse seven, he talks about are they not the ones who blaspheme and and uh, the honorable name by which you were called? So he's like, isn't these rich people the ones who are dragging you to court? Isn't it the one that is humiliating you? Are, and, and he makes kind of an indirect point here to say, isn't it these rich people the one that killed Jesus? Yeah, they don't honor God. No. They don't honor God. And that's what, and that's what, that's, that's what, I, was, my, what I was saying the point earlier is that, you know, he's, make, he's saying like the people who honor God, you're not honoring them. That's you, right. You're honoring the people that don't, don't honor, honor God. God. And he's saying, don't fall into that because these are the same people who, who crucify, who who stand against what you stand for. Yeah. So then, then he goes on to verse eight and say, you, sh you, he calls the royal law. Well, why the royal law? Because it's the king of all laws. If we under, if we understand in this way, we yeah. understand it to be the main, uh, yeah. the main law and. And that's the one that covered them all. And that's exactly what Jesus said in the gospel. Yeah. To love your neighbors as yourself. To understand everybody matters. And you know, nobody's better than anybody else. Everybody matters to God. Everybody's worth of our love, compassion, regardless of the external ways that they look or what they have, what they don't have. And you know why? Because you don't show partiality to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so You can't. <laughs> you can't. And where are you going to be Anyone that? says that they can't. At a workplace? <laughs> You're gonna show friends. Oh, I'm I'm the best employee ever here, and you're like, oh, you're gonna show yourself some favor. I'm gonna buy me some Doritos today. You you nah, will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, and that's not it. <laughs> and that's not partiality. That's yeah. that's what that is. That's just pride into, into yeah. the in the work. But yeah, I mean this whole section. And you're right. You cannot show partiality yourself. You can't. So that's why that's why it's royal law. That's why that's why Jesus says the greatest command. So. But uh, but no, I think I think this section is it, it was somewhat of a little bit of easier one mm -hmm. because it kind of seems straightforward, but it's almost the most things that are straightforward that trip us up the most. Mm. 
Isn't that the truth? <laughs> that, it, that's why it's like... It is it's so simple. We take it for granted. Therefore, we don't apply for our lives. Therefore, it makes us the one who breaks them all. I mean, which, which is how he exactly, finished it Exactly, yeah. Here. If you break one, you're breaking them all. So, like, it's these little ones that makes us big sinners. Not the big yeah. sins, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's these little ones. Because it's these little ones which we should be practicing and mastering our lives are the ones we don't. Yeah. And, it's, and it's easy not to show partiality to somebody. It is. And that and that's why he say, don't consider another person more worthy of love than another because that becomes unmerciful. Mm -hmm. And that, become, that puts you back. That attitude removes you from this law of freedom that you're under. That's what the whole nun of the faith in Jesus. The whole nun of your faith in Jesus is the freedom that comes through Christ. But when you don't do it, when you, when you, when you show partiality, when you don't love others as you love yourself, it trips you back up and it removes you from that law of freedom and mercy and it puts us back into this law of judgment. And that's the other section that the verses talk about, which we cover pretty much extensively in, in the Bible study. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what we talked about. He you says, did that. I did a good job too. That Bible study is pretty dope. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. So it is, it, if this is the way that we're that we judge mm -hmm. based on wealth or performance, then mm -hmm. this is the way God will judge you in the end. Based yeah. On performance. And you don't want that because you our performance are poor. You don't want that. You want the first part where James says, "Hold, hold on, on to, to Jesus. Jesus." That's exactly. Because when you hold on to Jesus, God comes and says, "Hey, you held on to Jesus, and because of Christ." I will judge you with mercy. I will grant yeah. you grace. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. I think we should stop there. Yeah, good no, job. I think, I mean, you know, like we said, you know, this section is about show no partiality. It's hard. It's simple. But um, more and more you grow in your faith. That's the way to combat this, you know. The more that you the more that you grow in your faith, the closer that you walk with God, the less and less you'll find that this becomes. Because if you're walking and you're growing in your faith and you're becoming more and more like Jesus, you become an act like him in a sense where he didn't show partial, he didn't show favoritism. You know, we will never be like Jesus, but we can be as close as possible. Sure, sure. And that and that's why I love John three sixteen so much is because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. He didn't he didn't die just for some, he died for he, he was sent for the whole entire world, you know? Because God loved the whole entire world, the cosmos. Uh God doesn't show partiality. Um, yeah, a uh, real funny one to kind of end this one is like just a reminder. There used to be a show back in the 60s and the 70s called Candid Camera. You okay. remember that show? I don't think so. So basically, it was a show. It was they would go behind a hidden camera and like go and pretend like be dressed either weirdly and just ask for things. Mm -hmm. And then, then he'd come back to the same position and he'd be different. He'd be dressed like at a professional or nicer. And then people would treat them differently. Oh, wow. So it's like that show, Candid Camera. People who listen probably might re remember it, but mm -hmm. always remember you're on Candid Camera, but not necessarily Candid, you're on God's camera. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and God's looking to you to see how you treat people because the same way that you treat people is the same way he will treat you. And uh, yeah, I, be, be careful of that. Yeah, it, it's a good show. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you just I had just had a thought like, you know, as a pastor, when I get to places with my head turned sideways, oh yeah, <laughs> people treat me differently, man. Yeah, <laughs> just because I have it. when they find out that I'm a pastor and I have the head that way, they're like, oh, oh yeah, you were Pastor Sam. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, I'm exactly. Okay. I, I I've been with you a couple of times when that has happened. Gotta, it's like, like all of a sudden they 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 they're, they're working it out. Like, <laughs> whoa, wait, why? You were pastor. You have your head that way. You and have that's and that's the problem. We try to work it out for people. Yeah. 
or shouldn't. God, God is working it out. Yeah. You don't have to work it out. Just treat them the way that you would expect yourself to be treated. That's, right. That's all God's asking you to do. So yeah. Cool. That's all we have on this section, as we say before we sign off, as always. Be blessed. Right, thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next time.